Hey, all you nostalgic exotic dancers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of Beverly Hills 90210 from Fox to the CW. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. Is that a real song? That was, that was, that was my tribute to Color Me Bad. Oh, Color Me Bad. Did you like yes. it? Oh, yeah, Did that was like spot on. Spot on Thank impression. You. Thank you. you can Thank find you. more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Other shows on said network include Is It Classic, Does It Rock, where we pick a band or artist and go through their discography album by album, track by track. As we record now, they're getting ready to fire up a little ZZ Top. Yes. Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Radio 64, featuring video game music remixes hosted by Dust vs. Tweak, and previously on X-Men, where we look back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. More. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, share the show wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> this week we are discussing episodes 226, Things to Do on a Rainy Day, and 227, Mexican Standoff, both of which appeared in Mel Gildan's novelization, Where the Boys Are. Where the Boys Are? That's what it's called. What's that referring to? I mean, it's an old song. I am not really I know, sure but why like, they chose that. Okay. I, I don't, I'm well, not Nick, sure. Nick, before we get into the blaze, how is your quarantine going? What have you been doing? How well, have you Kendra, been keeping busy? Asking. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a child, so you're always busy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, parenting is a lot of it. Working from home is a lot of it. And recently, I've been getting into some mobile games. So I've been playing some Scrabble Go. I've been playing some uh, Trexels. Nice. And uh, ha- having a good time. Having a good time. What about you? Uh, le- yesterday, my husband and I started, uh, we are streaming it, actually, so you can watch us play uh, on Twitch. We're playing Spyro, which is oh. uh, a game from my childhood that I, I played, I guess I'm learning as I'm playing, I only played like the opening world. <laughs> so I didn't get very far into it, but it is very nostalgic. Um, we've been watching a lot of Shit's Creek, which okay. is pretty hilarious. So really enjoying that. Today, Eric made us watch uh, Police Academy, the movie, Police Academy. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Neither of us liked it that much, so the first listen, the first one is not very good. Well, I was like, it listen, takes, I guess we have to watch time them all to get now. Into the zone. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> He's like, no, yeah. we're not doing that, and I'm like, it feels like we've committed. It feels like we're making. I a don't think that. Here. Listen, I've seen all these movies. I don't think there's a person in the world that would say the first one is the best one. You've seen the, you've seen so, all of them. All the police academies. Oh my gosh, yes. Is the yes. Ca- is the cast the original cast in all? Of the movies, some some go for all six. Uh, Mahoney is, is it maybe six only or in the... seven. Oh, Eric I think said it's seven. Six. Really? Huh. Mahoney's only in the first four, but some some of them do go the distance. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. The C- the guy Citizen... who makes all the sound effects. Yes, he definitely is there. He was also on the TV show. So he's. I thought uh, there was a TV can't... show. Yeah, there was a there was a live action and there was a, a animated series. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, we we weren't too impressed with it, but uh, but yeah. you know, quarantine's going okay. We're we're staying staying okay. indoors and stay, staying uh, sane. So oh, that's smart. But let's crack open the West Beverly Blaze. Let's do it. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. These episodes originally aired April 23rd and April 30th of 1992. On April right. 12th, Shannon Doherty turned 21. Yay! She can do all sorts of things at 21. 
<laughs> April 18th, uh, the show Nick News with Linda Ellerby premiered. Oh, were you, sure. Were you a big yep. Nickelodeon person, Nick? I Absolutely, I was. And I remember this show very well. I remember it, too. Um, but I never really watched it. It was it was a little mm. too like serious for me. Okay, yeah. I mean, well, that's true. Which it was supposed to be, but right. On April twenty fourth, the movie White Sands premiered, which has a pretty. I've never heard of it, but it has William Willem Dafoe, uh, Mickey Rourke, Samuel L. Jackson. Have you heard of this movie? Have you seen this movie? No, no, no I don't know. Me it. either. But I put it. I've seen because... all the police academies, but now White Sands. <laughs> what are you gonna do? And speaking of Nickelodeon, on April thirtieth, the Nickelodeon time capsule was buried oh. at Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida. Nick, do you have any wow. guesses as to what was in the time capsule? Because I have a list I mean, here. Probably a vial of some slime, I would say. Yes. Nickelodeon slime. Well, close. Uh, oh, what is it? It's uh, a jar of gak. Was okay. put in gak. the time capsule. Yep. Yeah, gak. Okay. So that mm-hmm. counts. Uh, you have any other guesses? Is it Nickelodeon specific or just no, 1992? Just 1992. Oh. Things that kids uh, were into. Okay. Uh, was there like a, a snap bracelet in there? Ooh, let's see. I'm scrolling through the list. I don't think so. What about like a like an old Game Boy? Yes, there was. Okay. There was mm-hmm. a uh, a Nintendo Game Boy, like an original Game Boy. Okay. What movies do you think? One of your favorite movies. I was going to say Back to the Future. Yes, Back to the Future and Home Alone. VHSs of both of those. And Uh, then there were two CDs, uh, MC Hammer's Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him, and Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Was there any Color Me Bad? No, no Color Me Bad. bad. There were rollerblades, pump sneakers. There was one of Joey Lawrence's Woe 92 hats. I don't know. I don't know what that means. From Blossom. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, There were news reports. There were books. A TV guide, it looks like, with... uh, uh, What's his name? Burt Reynolds on the cover. Okay, cool. An issue of Nickelodeon magazine, of Mm -hmm. course. A Barbie doll. Twinkies. A skateboard. So, good stuff. The Twinkies are probably still fine. Yeah. crack that thing open. Probably. (laughs) Probably. probably. So, it's still buried there. Oh, cool. They're going to open it April 30th, 2042. Oh, wow. Okay. So 22 years to go on that. Okay. As of, fingers, as of recording. Fingers crossed on that Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> someone is going to, they're going to double dare someone to eat that Twinkie. <laughs> have I told you the story about how I was almost on double dare? You have. I don't know if you've told it on the podcast. Well, I will tell it on the podcast then. They were doing a double dare live tour, probably in 1992. Honestly, the timeline works out just right. And they were going around. We were in a big, it was the Kellogg Arena in Michigan. They were going around trying to pick families. And I was there with my friend and his parents. They came to our row. They picked us. And then they realized that we were both boys. And it always had to be like a mom, a dad, a boy, and a girl. And so they were like, oh, no, no, sorry, sit down. And so we didn't get to do it. That is so frustrating. I know, but I did You should have run on the stage anyway. I should have. Well, I got a sick pair of Double Dare dog tags. So, oh, that's was, that's pretty cool. That was kind of worth I it. I went to uh, what's it called? Not Wheel of Fortune. Price is Right. Oh, that's. I cool. was in the audience. They didn't pick nice. me or anyone I was with to be up there, but yeah, they had to. We, were... we had to be interviewed. Like they interview everyone uh-huh. who goes in. 
when uh, when they were filming let's let's make a deal at uh, mgm studios in orlando um again probably in the early 90s we went to it and my mom got chosen it was actually on let's make a deal wow that's pretty yep. exciting yep pretty cool she only won she only won disney bucks so <laughs> she picked the wrong well, door i guess yeah still it's exciting yeah. to win it is. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. You know, Shannon Doherty appeared in writer, director, podcaster Kevin Smith's cult classic film, Mall Rats, in the role of Renee Moser. Have you seen Mall Rats, Kendra? I have seen the clip with her in it, maybe. Okay. She's right. like, is it, is that the one where she's like in a horror movie? You maybe, well, you know, she did another cameo in, in a Kevin Smith movie. You might be thinking okay, of that. Okay, that, that might be what I'm thinking of. Anyway, she was she was a pretty major role in Mall Rats, and her co-star and frequent Kevin Smith collaborator Jason Mewes was very nervous to work with her because he was a diehard 90210 fan. <laughs> like, you know, fanboyed out on her a little bit. Yeah. She would work with the duo once again when she agreed to a cameo in J.M. Silent Bob's Strike Back. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Currently, Kevin Smith is working on a Mall Rats sequel called Twilight of the Mall Rats, but they haven't really announced cast yet or anything. So I, you know, I don't know if Shannon Doherty is going to be in it or not. But hopefully, hopefully that'd be that'd yeah. be fun. I yeah. I don't think I've seen any of those any Kevin Smith movies. I don't think I I've... can't really think of one yet. I guess if you were going to like any of them, it would probably either be Mall Rats or Clerks Two. Is um, is James Silent Bob Strike Back the one? Where um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are filming, uh, what's that movie they're in together? <laughs> Goodwill Hunting? Yes. I think so. Okay. I've seen they, that scene. They, that listen, was funny. Those two, those two cameo in so many Kevin Smith movies, okay. it's hard to keep it straight. Okay. Um, all right. Good, good uh, beyond the zip code there. Oh, thank you. Should we see who's living in Beverly Hills? I'd love it if we would, yeah. Things to do on a rainy day. Uh, Nick, what do you like to yeah. do on a rainy day? What do I like to do on a rainy well, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big reader. You know, I like to, I like to have maybe a window. Perfect. If, if there's rain going, I like to have the window open, maybe a cup of tea, sit there, listen to the rain, read a book like a, like an old man. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. I, I like to do that too. I like to get cozy. Okay. I like to yeah. binge something. Probably the office because that's usually what okay. I binge. But wait, is this specifically on a rainy day or is just any, <laughs> any know, given day in your life? You're right. I guess that's any day. <laughs> that's an all weather. That's an all weather kind of activity. About for you. two nights ago, we woke up yeah. at five in the morning to the craziest thunderstorm because there was like a tornado. Not not oh, here wow. where I live, but around. And okay. Eric was like prepping the house for if the tornado touches down. And I was just like, eh, it's a thunderstorm. And I like went back to sleep and the dogs could have cared less so <laughs> you just have a, do you have a basement no but we have oh, so like have a like tub in a door jam or something. Yeah, yeah we yeah, would yeah. have like sat in the tub with a, a mattress on top of us or something right I guess. Yeah. with all like the dogs and the two cats and the guinea pig sure sounds fun that'd be hilarious it would be so anyway all right uh who's the guest cast you want to read the synopsis first did i not read it oh my goodness okay. no you didn't Here's the synopsis. Kelly, okay. David, Brenda, and Donna stake out the Bellage Hotel in hopes of meeting the band Color Me Bad. While there, Donna uncovers a secret about her uptight mother. Meanwhile, Steve hires a stripper, but things don't go as planned when Andrea crashes the party. 
I had to look up whether Color Me Bad was a real band because I didn't know. (laughs) They are. (laughs) They are. They are. This episode was directed by Bethany Rooney and written by Jonathan Roberts and novelist Maria Semple. So you remember in an earlier episode in uh, when David was in the was in the radio booth, he announced winners of some like the homecoming queen or something. And they said Maria Semple as a little nod to Maria Semple, who was Uh, on staff at the time. Maria Semple, also known now for books like uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which was made into a movie with Kate Blanchett. Yeah. That's but this cool. was one of her early gigs writing for Beverly Hills 90210. Not a bad gig. Uh, I know. Guest cast this week also includes Catherine Cannon, who returned as uh, sloppy mess Felice Martin, <laughs> Donna's mom. And we have Michelle Nicastro, who is, uh, she, she played Brandy, the exotic dancer oh okay uh, she's best best known for the role of sasha smith on the soap opera santa barbara as well as for voicing princess odette in the first <gasps> several installments of the swan princess what i love the swan princess oh well yes yeah, she did i don't know the first five or so um she died very young died in 2010 oh wow so for, yeah for the last 10 years or so uh, a, a new voice has, has taken wow. over now i'm gonna have the songs from a swan princess stuck in my well, head so thanks you're welcome Better than having the song I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad stuck in your head. That's true. Color Me Bad, the band, was active from 1985 until 1998. And then again, members of the band reformed in 2010 and continue to do concerts and things as we record today. Hmm. Their hit song, I Want to Sex You Up, won a Soul Train and an American Music Award and spent four weeks at the top of the Billboard music charts. In 2019, the band performed at a 90210-themed charity event, uh, benefiting generosity water that was put together by Mr. Brian Austin Green. Oh, how fun. Yeah. I know. How fun. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Things to do on a rainy day. We start the episode and they're watching Color Me Bad. They're watching a, is it a music they video music, they're watching? Music video. Okay. Yep. Uh, Donna wants to try and win tickets because Color Me Bad is coming to Beverly Hills and they're doing a concert. She wants to try and win tickets on the mm-hmm. radio. So they, the girls go to her house, and they're calling the radio trying to win. Uh, Felice shows up while they're doing this and says that she's going out to a uh, – what does she say? She's doing a charity a char- Charity event. event. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, she also says that she doesn't want Donna to be hanging out on the Sunset Strip right. at night. Right. Um, so she doesn't approve of their trying to win tickets. They don't win anyway, so it doesn't matter. At the Walsh house, all the guys are hanging out. And by all the guys, I mean uh, Steve, Dylan, and Brandon. And they're just like hanging out doing nothing. They're like passing a ball, trying to think of stuff to do. Jim and yeah. Cindy are going to a museum. So they leave. Jim and Cindy are going to a, a, an event with Shakers. They're going with Shakers. And if you remember, when we interviewed Mel Gilden about his his work on the novelizations, we were asking him how much freedom he had and the kinds of things that he could toss in. And he specifically mentioned uh, this novelization, Where the Boys Are, because in the novelization he makes, Jim does a little joke about the Shakers. I thought they made oatmeal. And Cindy's like, that's the Quakers, Jim. <laughs> and uh, that was just like Mel Gilden's little, one of his little jokes that he put in there. And it was one of the things that they that they let fly just because they thought it was funny. So... That's funny. As soon as they started talking about that, I remembered that and uh, reading the novelization, the joke's right there. So uh, he made it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So so they leave. And of course, Steve's bright idea for what they should do on a rainy day when they're home alone in the Walsh house is to um, 
to get an exotic dancer to come over and strip for them. This is insane to me. Steve, I mean, first of all, keep in mind that these are all children. Yeah. Uh, None of them is is of legal age. (laughs) They just look. They just look in the yellow pages, I guess, like under S for stripper. They find one, like call her at home, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And just say, why don't you come over and strip for us? And yeah. this is like a thing. It's I just it's so strange. It's this is crazy. It's very crazy. But they wanted I, something they could do when the girls weren't around. And uh, yeah. this is what they pick. This is look, I don't. I don't get this whole like strip club mentality anyway, but like how uncomfortable would it be to just have two friends over in your house and then have somebody come and like strip during for the, the day. Three of you? Yeah. During the day. Very strange. I don't, with your buddies. I, I just think it's a weird, <laughs> I think it's a weird situation, but what it do is. I know? It is back at Donna's house. David shows up to say that he figured out that color me bad is staying at the Bellage hotel. So they're going to go to the hotel and see if they can, I don't know, find them. So cut to they're all standing in the pouring rain and the band pulls up in a limo and there's there's a whole bunch of people there like screaming and freaking out um, as they go into the hotel. And then uh, so it's Donna, David, Brenda and Kelly. And they try to get into Um, the hotel, but the security guard won't let them in unless they have keys. So Kelly's been really reluctant to do this the whole time because she doesn't really care about Color Me Bad. And, and as you recall, the only reason why they're, they're here anyway is that David is bragging that his dad had some inside scoop about where Color Me Bad was going to be staying. Yes. And because so they get... he, his, like their agent is his yeah. client their or, or something. Yeah, their orthodontist yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and so they get there thinking this is inside scoop and there's like hundreds of people outside yeah. the Bellage Hotel. Yes. And, you know, fun another little fun fact here. The Bellage Hotel is one of the few things that 90210 and Melrose Place actually share. There's not a lot of character crossover, but this this location and the outside of this location that you see is something that's used throughout both series. Oh, like the actual set? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is the Bellage yeah. Hotel not a real place? Uh, oh, you know, I don't know, but the um, it, it doesn't it doesn't look like it when you see it. But it right. is a location. It's a location that both places use throughout both series. So it's one of the things that links them. Gotcha. Yeah, that's nice. all. So back at the Walsh house, they are preparing the house for the stripper exotic dancer to to come over, and they hear someone at the door. Think it's her, but it is Andrea. Andrea, who has shown Andrea. up to do some work. At the Walsh house, I guess. She probably probably showed up looking for a decent storyline. She hasn't had one in like 10 episodes. Burn. Burn on Andrea. It's not her fault. It's just every episode she's been in lately, she's just kind of there being like, hey, I'm Andrea. Bye. Yeah. Uh, So they kind of try and shoo her out, but they do not do so effectively. So she she stays. I feel like they could have tried a little harder. They could have. This is another one of those TV show things where if they would just be like, we have plans or we're just heading out or anything. But they're just like, but, but, but. (laughs) Poor Andrea. I really feel like as a character, the more they get away from plots set at the school, the more they struggle to try to find some reason for her to exist. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like everybody else can have a social life or their own interest. But anytime Andrea is like interjected into one of these things, she just shows up to be like, but what about school? (laughs) School. Yeah. At the hotel, David went in and got hotel keys. I guess he got some rooms or a room and he comes back with the keys so that they can get into the hotel. When they are waiting for the elevator, they run into Donna's mom 
who says mm-hmm. that she is there. For, this is Felice, who says she's there for her charity event, and they're just breaking for lunch, and mm-hmm. and that's why. Well, that's, prob- she's that's probably that's probably true, don't you think, Kendra? Uh, you know, it sounds plausible. Very plausible. I, I believe her. Now, uh, it was very grainy on my end, Nick. But does Donna see something? Does he? Does she see anything here? Not with at her this mom. Moment, okay. No, no I, I don't think anybody's suspicious. Here. I couldn't tell. Back at the Walsh house, we go back and forth a lot in this episode. Steve is now trying to call the dancer to call it off, but she's not at home. She's already left. So they're trying to get Andrea to leave. They try and convince her to go to a museum, and she's like, oh, I've already been there. Uh, But it's too late because the dancer shows up. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Brandy. Brandy, the dancer, shows up. And Andrea, of course, answers the door. And and, uh, they become fast friends. Yeah. Fast friends. Well, it's funny because this Brandy d- doesn't really think anything's amiss seeing Andrea. She's like, are you guys ready to party? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, she's, uh, she's, uh, my mom's distant niece, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Andrea's like, oh, let me take your coat. And they're like, no. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then Brandy's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And she has like a regular dress on underneath. And they're all like, woo. So it's a real comedy of errors. <laughs> thought she'd be naked. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So back at the hotel, they're hanging out in the hotel room, kind of figuring out what they're going to do. Donna is now having second thoughts about doing this. Right. They. Well, I mean, she's basically been caught being in a place where she's not supposed to be. She's afraid her mom is going to be upset because they told her, like, oh, David's staying here and we're just getting something and then leaving. Just, Just picking up David, basically. Yes. They try and call the um or they try and like call the front desk to find the main sing- the lead singer i don't know his name um yeah. one of one of the guys but he's not registered under his real name so then david calls with a fake name i don't know how did he come up with this name i think he's i think he asked the agent's name the the agent oh, who was like friends with oh yes the agent's name okay right and he does get connected to someone in, in their room, but then he can't think of anything to say, and so he yeah. hangs up. Then yeah, we have a fun little, like, sneaking around the hotel montage where they're just, yeah, like, was, walking around it, the hotel. It became, it became an episode of Scooby-Doo for it a minute did. there. With yeah. the, like, running around. <laughs> <laughs> it did. So they find someone who is attached to the group and follow him around. They see right. that he goes up to the penthouse and they try and go up the elevator to the penthouse, but the elevator won't take them there unless they have a key. It's gotta have a key card. Yep. So then Kelly steals a key card from a maid and tries to take uh, Donna up with her, but Donna gets out and is like, I'm not doing this. And so Kelly, yeah. Kelly goes up by herself. <laughs> Right. To, in like to, a service elevator. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brenda and David tried to go up the stairs, but the door was locked, so they couldn't get up the stairs. I want to say this is the first time Brenda and David had spoken to each other since that episode with the dog. I was going to say the dog, yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, so they go back down the stairs and go into the basement, and they, they get soaking wet. What happens? I don't... I don't I wasn't really clear about what happened with okay. that. I, well, I they end like up they... soaking wet. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some <laughs> reason there's water and they get so... Like I said, it was pretty grainy on my end, so I couldn't see very well. Donna is now by herself and is walking down a hallway and sees her mom 
who is not alone. She is with mm-hmm. an, another guy, and then yeah. they do a little kissing. Yeah, she's ready. For, it's very clear what's about to happen when these doors close. Yes. You know, we should mention, Kendra, the reason why Kendra keeps saying that her side was grainy is that for whatever reason, these two episodes that we cover today, it's why we're doing them together as two, are not available on any streaming platform. Yeah. So they're only available on DVDs, which I have. So Kendra was watching them over Skype. But I don't know why certain episodes are not available that way. I have to assume that this one is because of all the licensed music in it. That's with Color Me Bad. Guess, yeah. I mean, that would be my guess because it is, I mean, all the music is there on the DVD. So they must have been able to make some kind of deal for that, but not for streaming. But I don't know why the others aren't. It's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird thing. We haven't been able to find a rhyme or reason why some are there and some aren't. Nope, we have not. Anyway, back to the episode. Okay, so Donna, she, her mom doesn't see her, but Donna goes back to her room and tries to call her dad and leaves a message for him to call her back. Yeah. Um, and she's very, very upset, obviously. Back at the Walsh house, Andrea and Brandy are just sitting on the couch talking about their lives. Brandy's talking Shoot about the she's she's married and her husband's writing a book and yeah. Uh, a surf a surf book, The Zen of Surfing, which Dylan is very interested in. Yes. And the guys are just sitting there like like very, I don't know, they're trying to get Andrea to leave, but also right. not tell her what's going on. Right. Well, I think, yeah, and I think that especially Dylan, but Dylan and Brandon are getting more and more uncomfortable with the idea of just like hanging out and socializing with this woman that they've basically paid, you know, like a piece of meat to come over for them yes yes so they're just getting uncomfortable and they don't want andrea to catch them yes very uncomfortable all right so that's just a short little scene and then we go back to the hotel kelly does get up to the penthouse floor and she's talking with this random girl and the girl's like whose are you and kelly's like yeah kelly's like no no i'm not a groupie i just wanted to meet the band Right. So then she goes around the corner and there's a guy at the vending machine who she lends a dollar to for a drink. And it turns out it's, is it Brian Abrams? Yeah, that sounds right. Brian Abrams, who is yeah. in the band. Yeah. And he and Kelly the hit it tiniest, off immediately. Tiniest pencil thin mustache that yeah. guy has. Yeah. <laughs> it was unpleasant. It was like a little Richard mustache. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> He tells Kelly that he'll give her passes to the concert for her and her friends. That's right. So that is pretty exciting for her. Keep in mind here that Kelly does not know what's going on with Donna's mom at this point. Yes. Kelly's still totally in the dark about that. So she's just having a good time. Yes. Back in the hotel room, Brenda and David come in soaking wet. They're very mad at each other for, Mm -hmm. you know, their failure to find the band. Donna is now adamant about wanting to just be done because she's you know she doesn't want to be there anymore and they're like donna no like we can't give up let's do it right and she's she's just very upset finally her dad calls back but she doesn't tell him what happened and then finally she tells david and brenda that Mm -hmm. uh, that what she saw that her mom is having an affair that we do we do flash back to kelly she's hanging with the whole band now she's like the only one Mm -hmm. up there just hanging yeah. with the band, talking about their they're lives. Their yeah, mm-hmm. they're best friends. Yeah. Ba- back at the Walsh house, more talking. Uh, they they know everything about Brandy's life now. I mean. They know her whole life story. They're very yeah. familiar with her now. So finally, Andrea yeah. is like, I have to go. And she leaves. <laughs> and 
Brandy's like, all right, let's get dancing. And I so know. She- <laughs> Steve's like, take it off, yeah. take it off. Steve, Which Steve is, crazy. is so creepy in this scene and this whole episode. He, it's gross. He is so fully into it after yeah. having spent like hours talking to her. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But why don't you take off your dress? It yeah, was I know you're married, gross. but <laughs> and you have a kid, but right. <laughs> let's uh, let's take it all off. Yeah. So she is dancing to "Sex You Up." by Color Me Bad. There you go. It goes on for a few seconds before Brandon finally turns the music off and is like, let's not do this. This has become incredibly weird and gross (laughs) versus just gross. So Dylan's like, yeah, let's just uh, just pay and go. And and that's what they do. And Steve... Dylan, too. I mean, he wasn't the one stopping it. He was just like, all right, if this is happening... Let's... No, but he was he was visibly uncomfortable. Maybe it was too yeah, grainy. It was too to grainy. See. I couldn't no, see. Dylan is not. Steve is very much into it. Dylan is like, oh, God. Well, Steve, oh, no. Steve is like saying, like, take it off. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. gross. It's very gross. Really yeah, gross. no, Dylan's not about it either. So they still pay her for her time. So yes. that's nice of them, I guess. That's very nice. They're yeah. all trying to. She's leaving and they run to Cindy and Jim who come back from the museum and Cindy or Brandy says, hi, I'm Cindy's cousin. Right. Before she leaves. Then Dylan yep. and Steve also quickly leave to let, yeah. let Brandon figure that one out. And yeah. Brandon just plays it off like, oh, it's a different Cindy. Yeah. He's like Cindy, Cindy Sanders, Steve's c- cousin's cousin or something <laughs> like that. And uh, Cindy's like, well, wait, wouldn't that be Steve's cousin? And Jim's like, oh, you know, these California families. Who knows? Yeah. And Brandon's like, yep. And just like zoinks out of the way. It's really funny. <laughs> he does a little like turn and sidestep out of the shot. It's really funny. <laughs> At the hotel, the uh, Donna and Brenda and David are talking about Felice. David suggests that maybe Donna's dad knows what's going yeah. on. And they have like an arrangement to let these uh. things happen. Gross. Kelly then calls as they they decide to check out of the hotel and just leave because Donna's very upset. So Kelly calls right. while they're doing this and talks to Brenda, says that she got passes for the concert. And <laughs> Brenda's just like, you know, I don't think Donna's up for it. Like, doesn't even ask her. Does she want to sit yeah. front row in a Color Me Bad concert? <laughs> and they just, just tells Kelly, like, you go. You have fun by yourself. Yep. With a band yep. you don't even care about their music. I know. We'll just go yeah, home. Yeah, at least at least give Donna the option. Maybe she wouldn't feel up to it. But if it were me, I would probably be like, yeah, let's go get backstage passes to this band. Yeah, I love. let's go I meet mean, this band. Yeah. Anyway, as they're trying to leave, they run into Felice. And Donna confronts her, saying that she saw but, what happened. But after Felice gets all on Donna's case. Like, oh, she's yeah. not... She doesn't even have the, like, wherewithal to just sort of be like, all right, Donna, you need to go home. She's like, how dare you, Donna? (laughs) You know, which I think is a very bold move, a very bold move when you were there for the express purpose of getting busy with some colleague, you know? Yes, definitely. But it's classic Felice Martin. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So they kind of have it out in the hotel lobby and... Donna says, asks her about the affair and Felice kind of plays it off and is like, let's, we're going to talk about this later. Like, doesn't really want to get into it there. Mm, No. Mm -mm. So at the Walsh house, they come home and immediately tell Jim and Cindy about the affair. Yeah. I was pretty surprised about that. Yeah. Keep it, keep it, keep your lips zipped, I guess. I mean, now Jim and Cindy know before like 
Donna's anyone. daddy yeah. knows. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. They haven't even had a conversation about it. So Donna says she's going to stay at their house. But then Felice comes over um, because Donna hadn't, like, called or checked in or anything. Right. They have a big argument. And she brings up, like, you were so adamant when we were wanting condoms to be given yeah. out at school. And now, like, you're just having sex with random guys. Like, Yeah, right. It, and yeah, she's throwing that Felice was all like pro abstinence. Well, meanwhile, she's, you know, yeah, going for it for a mulligan in a hotel with some dude. Yeah. So she she tells her mom to leave and, and says that she's going to stay at the Walsh house. Then yep. Cindy and uh, Felice have a little conversation. Cindy says Donna can stay and uh, or yes, Donna can stay and that, you know, they'll let her know how she's doing and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And then Cindy and Donna have a little moment where Cindy says, uh, your mom still loves you. And Donna's like, how do you know? And then yeah. Cindy tells her about her almost affair. Yeah. I couldn't believe she told her that. I couldn't either. But you know what? It's, uh, you know, we had a couple of episode shout outs in here because Brenda was earlier talking about winning the skydiving t- tickets, which was from a, a season one episode. But um yeah, to call back to this episode was was surprising. But leading up to it, I was like, well, they almost have to, you know, like yeah. the situation. It would be weird that, like, not si- to it, mention yeah. it at all. It would be strange for continuity if it wasn't addressed as all at all. But I was a little surprised that Cindy would tell Donna. And she prefaces it by saying this is very, very private. But still, yeah. kind, kind, of, kind of Cindy to do. But if I were in her shoes, I likely would not have told that story. No. No. So she just, you know, to let Donna know, like, this isn't about you. She loves you. It's just, you know, she's got other stuff going on. I wrote home. Who's home? Getting ready for work. Must just be the Walsh home. I don't know. Because I wrote Jim, Brenda, and Don. And hmm, Jim, Brenda, and Brandon are talking about Donna. Yeah. So they're just like upstairs while Brandon's Mm -hmm. getting ready for work. Right. Jim says, oh, Steve's cousin left her business card. Yeah. And doesn't Brandon does not get in trouble for this. No, no. Jim just Jim, says, it, remind me to tell you about my bachelor party. Creepy. You know, creepy. If Brenda had hired yeah. a male stripper. Yes. Would have been a different reaction. Yeah. yeah, I can. I can hear it now what he would have been like. <laughs> crazy. All right. So at Donna's house, Felice and Donna have a talk where. Felice, you know, admits that she she feels bad that she hurt Donna and that she wants her to know that she loves her and she's going to tell Donna's dad what's been going on. That, and you know, that was the one, like, one positive moment that I have to give to Felice because she says that she's just going to tell him immediately because she would never ask Donna to hold a secret like that, which I think is, it's the one classy thing we've seen Felice do so far. Yes, agreed. Then uh, David comes over and says, everyone's going to go to the peach pit. Let's go hang out. And she's hesitant at first, but Felice tells her to go. I thought Mm -hmm. that he was going to surprise her and take her to the concert. But no, they just go to the peach pit. To the peach pit. (laughs) And Kelly shows up and she did go to the concert all by herself. And she's like, oh, it was fine. Like, I didn't know the songs or anything, but it was fun. And she said, oh, I brought some guys with me. And it turns out to be the band, and they sing a song in the, in the Peach Pit. Yep. 
to yeah to the adoring Spanish, the adoring teens Spanish song. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's the end of the episode. They had they had colored me bad. All right, uh, Kendra, what was your nine hundred two one zero snap? I think it was. I think it was the when she started dancing, and like she was going to strip, and Steve was like being gross. Oh, my oh snap was definitely Donna seeing her mom like hungrily make out with yeah, the man. Yeah, that was. Push, I mean, and that then was push shocking. him into a hotel room. <laughs> that was shocking for uh, sure. I just was like, what storyline is this? What is happening? Yeah. There's a stripper in the Walsh house. Right. Crazy. The, um, the, whole, you... the whole thing with Color Me Bad reminded me of the episode of Lizzie McGuire, where <laughs> Lizzie and Miranda sneak onto the set of a music video that Aaron Carter is filming. And they meet Aaron Carter, and then he asks them to be in his music video. Mm-hmm. And she like brings Aaron Carter to school because they're friends. Maybe maybe it was inspired by uh, this episode of Beverly Hills 90210. Maybe. You know, this this is one of those things. This is kind of a classic TV trope where you have like the kids meet the band and the band wants to be their friends. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing really new. I thought that the the color me bad of it all certainly dated the episode. Whereas if it was just like a made up band, it wouldn't have quite such a like 90s flair to it. Um, But I think, you know, I think I like the episode overall. Nah, I didn't really like oh, you didn't, it. No. You didn't like it? Nah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I thought it's probably just because, like, Donna's parents become such a, I don't know. It, they just become such a part of the show in a unique way. that this, this is sort of the first little glimpse into that. So as a fan of the whole series, I like the episode just because it, it starts this, it starts this thing with Donna's, like, messy mom that just delights me throughout the series. <laughs> Well, so maybe I'll think, look back on it and yeah, maybe decide will. I liked it. But I so just I I, that, nah, take it or leave it for me. I think for that it matters. And I also think like we also they're, they're undoing a lot of well, not undoing. I guess they're finally starting to invest more and more in Donna as a character. Yes, And we've that's commented true. about that. We've commented about that in multiple, multiple episodes now. So I think she's really like becoming level with the other people but it was nice to uh to have another episode where you hear a little bit more about her parents and just what her life is because you you haven't really gotten a ton of that even though she's gotten her own storylines here and there this is a little bit more of a peek into like her background which i think is pretty important um just just to establish her as a a more prominent character so for that i liked it but i get why you didn't that's fair okay fair assessment episode two Episode two, as in 27, Mexican standoff. Mm. Our synopsis is Dylan and Brenda plan a weekend in Baja and are surprised when Jim and Cindy agree to let her go. That is until Brenda breaks curfew one too many times and Jim puts his foot down. Meanwhile, Dylan's old pal Jake Hansen rolls into town and things quickly heat up between Jake and Kelly. All right. Well, our guest cast today, first of all, the episode was directed by Bradley Gross and written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein, a name that you will see many, many times in the ending credits of 90210. Of course, our most notable guest star for this episode is Grant Show as Jake Hansen. So Grant Show is an incredibly successful television actor. If you look up his list of credits, he's just appeared in, in recurring or regular roles in many series uh, throughout the last you know, 30, 40 years. Uh, he probably wouldn't like me saying it that way, but it's true. <laughs> he would go on to play the character of Jake Hansen in 158 episodes of the 90210 spinoff Melrose Place. Wow, and he 
I know. And he also appeared as Jake on the Melrose Place spinoff, Models, Inc., making him one of only three characters to appear in three separate series within the 90210 franchise. Wow. So it was a pretty, yeah, a little factoid for you there. It's just him and two others. Uh, he also had memorable roles in shows like Private Practice and Devious Maids. In 2017, he took on the role of Blake Carrington in the CW reboot of Dynasty. So, have you... yes. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask you if you're familiar with him at all. Is this an actor that you've seen in other things? No, not really. Okay. Not really. So when he appeared on this episode, Mm -hmm. was Melrose Place already in the works and they were putting him in there for that? Or was it they liked him in this episode and then decided to make Melrose Place? No, this this was like a planted pilot. It was like they have this thing in the works, so let's put one of the characters on 90210 to sort of introduce it. Okay. Gotcha. So he he was here for the express purpose of like kind of kicking off Melrose Place. Okay. But he he appears in this in the next episode. And then um, some storylines carry over to Melrose Place for the first three episodes of that series. So that's why we'll do a special episode covering uh, some of the developments in Melrose Place. Specifically, Kelly's storyline will resolve there. Other guest stars in this episode include Betty Carvalho as Rosita. Her film credits include roles in The Three Amigos and Die Hard, and some standout TV credits include the shows The Birds of Paradise and Island Sun. And finally, we have Mike, Michael Milhound as the customs agent. Is this a net? Well, it's probably too blurry for you to recognize. He's just one of those guys that is in so many things. He's just a, like, we need we need a guy. We need a guy who looks like a dad or something. Get Give me this a guy. Because he's yeah he's all over the place but uh this is his first of two appearances on on the show we'll uh we'll this this episode sort of forms a loose two-parter with the season finale so we're gonna leave you a little little bit of a cliffhanger this time around but he appears in both this episode and wedding bell blues which happens next regular roles on series like something so right and also long recurring roles on third rock from the sun nice yes here we go mexican standoff we start at Dylan's. Would you say 9021? Here we go. <laughs> I uh, would. You oh. know, I would say that. Okay, Mexican standoff. We start at Dylan's home. There is so much making out in this episode, but we start with some making yes. out, some hardcore making out, even with the grainy picture. I could yeah. see all the making out. Uh, I, I can't believe you could because it's all denim. It was all <laughs> denim. It was like two denim couches on top of each other. I don't know how you could. Uh, Dylan, when they finally stop making out, Dylan mentions that he is going to Baja and he wants Brenda to come with him. He's going now, sur- if you don't surfing know, there. If you don't know your geography, Baja is in Mexico. We have another country. Is it embarrassing to say that I didn't know that until Jim later is like Mexico? <laughs> it just sounds like one of those California-esque places. Yeah, it no, does. Not, not embarrassing. Okay, ever. cool. Great. So she, (laughs) she, uh, Brenda's like, well, they're never going to let me go, but they're going to ask anyway. And then they decide to make out some more instead of getting her home in time for curfew. So she, they purposely, they purposely blow through her curfew here. Yes. So she sneaks into the Walsh home late, but Mm -hmm. Jim is up waiting for her and ready to yell, give one of his gym, you know, lectures. Yep. So she's spending too yep. much time with Dylan. And what's the point of a curfew? She's just going to break it. And yeah, she's she like, I was wondering the same thing. Like Brandon. That's yeah, fine. I know. Just that's all she has to do. Why can't you be like your brother? Yeah. Yeah. So Jim's Jim's basically throws it in her face. Why do you even have a curfew if you're not going to do it? And she's like, yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> Let's have no curfew. Yeah. Yeah. At school the next day, Donna and Kelly are talking about bridesmaids' dresses. They're all going to go shopping for bridesmaids' dresses because explain this to me. Why are Donna and Brenda bridesmaids to Jackie? Well, later, later in the fight scene, Jackie says, I even made your friends my bridesmaids to try to make you happy about this wedding. But that's so, dumb. Why would well, they be her bridesmaids? Does she not have other friends? No, I think she does. I think Kelly's having Kelly's really struggling with this whole wedding thing. And so in an effort to make it a fun event, she has the bridesmaids be Kelly's friends. So it's all like her and her friends hanging out and, you know, her friends are all a part of this big thing. I think just to try to make Kelly feel better about it, which backfires, which doesn't work. But I think it's a kind thing for her to do. Right. David shows up, says he got a wedding present for his dad and Jackie, which is an earring for each of them. Ugh. Which is, yep. I hate that. Really hate yeah, it. I, I, do, I do too, Kendra. I do too. Dylan and Brenda are talking about going to Baja and how, you know, Brenda wants to go. And Kelly, Kelly walks up and says she wants to watch videos with Brenda that weekend. And they have a funny exchange where Brenda's like, I haven't asked my parents yet. And then Kelly's like, oh, well, in that case, what time will you be over? <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> they're never going to let you do that. <laughs> you know, this this episode is one that I have really clear memories of, of actually, like, watching live in 1992. A lot of the things that happen in this one, for some reason, this one, more than others, mm. really stands out to me. And I think part of it was the whole Brenda and curfew thing. It's like, I couldn't I couldn't quite understand why she gets in as much trouble as she does. But we'll get we'll talk about that when we get to it. Okay. At the Walsh home, they're getting ready for dinner. Dylan is over and they're going to they're going to ask. They're getting ready to to ask. So they bring it up in kind of a weird way. They're like setting they the more- table and yeah. she's like, Oh, Dylan's going to Baja and I'm gonna go. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. Right. And Jim is obviously not for it, you know, says no. you shouldn't be running off to a foreign country with your boyfriend. Right. Then Cindy takes him aside and is weirdly pro. Yeah. She's like, oh, let him go. Yeah. They're 17. They can go to I Mexico know. and stay in a hotel alone. I know. They're already well, having sex. Who cares? Pretty much. I think that's pretty much her point. But I think the, uh, well, first of all, I love Brandon in this whole scene where he's just like, what? You're going to go? No way. You know, he just cannot even, he can't contain his feelings about like how crazy it is that she would even suggest this. But yeah, Cindy's basically like, like you're saying, Kendrick, Cindy's just saying, sure, let's, let's just let her go. And it's kind of a valid point because they know that Dylan lives alone. She goes over there and, you know, doesn't come home until like midnight every day. So like, what's the difference? Whether they're, whether they're, you know, spending a night in Baja or she's just like spending all day like alone, unsupervised with Dylan in his like sex dungeon. You yeah. know, like it doesn't, I don't see. <laughs> his so, dark like, wood paneled like, sex Yeah, house. exactly. So if, if they're okay with that, why not let him go somewhere for, you know, 48 hours or whatever it is? Yeah. I it, it's logically it makes sense, but as a parent, right. I don't know that I yeah. would say yes to such no, a thing. No, no, I wouldn't either. But I also would let my teenage daughter just spend all of her time unsupervised in Dylan's, you know, would, what'd pen. you call it? Wood, wood, <laughs> wood sex panels. house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would draw the line at that. 
so they're eating dinner. Finally, they bring it up again, and finally, Jim gives in, and they're going to yeah, let her so go. The, yeah, he, Jim's like, I'm going to make sure you don't need shots or anything, and you know, don't drink the water and, and all that. Watch what you eat. And Brandon yep. is just beside himself. He can. Yeah, he get, He's it. like, how? How? Why was this happening? You know. <laughs> but meanwhile, Brandon, you just hired a stripper to come strip in your parents' living room. <laughs> it didn't get in any trouble, so have a little perspective. <laughs> The next day, Dylan takes Brenda to the beach so she can learn to surf because they're that's yep. why they're going to Mexico. But the beach yeah. is closed because of bacteria in the yeah. in the water. And which who, I thought was a weird weird development too. Like, well, I wonder if I wonder if they really just couldn't shoot on the beach or something because I thought that was a weird thing to happen. Oh yeah, to just be like, oh, I guess we it can't is surf. a thing and though. Also, that's a thing. Oh, that I know happens. it is. That's why I wonder if it was actually like logistics that kept them from doing that, because it also doesn't really make sense that like Brenda's only time ever surfing would be the day before they go to Baja. Yeah. You know, that's it's true. kind of a goofy thing. But anyway, you're saying we, we hear a motorcycle in the background. We do. And who should pull up but Jake? And, and this is the first time audiences are meeting Jake Hansen. This is the, the very debut of this character. Yes. Dylan says that it's the guy that taught him how to surf. Which I had to laugh about because I have seen all 158 episodes that include Jake in Melrose Place. And I would swear that never once does he touch a surfboard. <laughs> well, you know, that's in his past. He You're had, right. You're he had to right. give of it course. up. Of course he did. Yes. So they talk to him and he, you know, he's back in town and asks where he's living. And he says, oh, just a little place off Melrose. Oh. Uh. Melrose Place. Melrose Place. So they go to the peach pit and Brandon is speaking Spanish to mm-hmm. Brenda. I can't remember. I guess. He's speaking yeah. Spanish and it's funny. Yeah. Andrea then tries to invite herself and the whole gang to go to Mexico. Yeah. But uh, Brenda and Dylan say they want to keep it romantic. Right. Steve, Donna and David are talking about wedding invitations. Steve is like, I don't get a plus one. Right. <laughs> And then he says something very mean. He says, Kelly's mom loves weddings more than she loves marriages. <laughs> Which I thought, yes, I mean, is, may be true. I don't, but I also, don't condone that kind of humor at yeah. all. <laughs> Jake then comes in and he and Nat have a little reunion. This was very weird. This was very weird to me because I've seen I've seen this episode probably twice in my life, like once in 1992 and once when my wife and I rewatched the show like 10 years ago. But seeing Jake in the peach pit and like interacting with people in the peach pit was so weird. I mean, cool. I liked it. I I mean, I love a good crossover. So it was fun to see. But this scene more than any of the other ones really stood out to me. It's just weird to see Jake in there. Not for me, because I know nothing. Sure. So. Right. Jake talks about... Um, Needing a job, basically. Yes. He talks about like the businesses he's run, but how yeah. he's in between businesses right now. Yeah. And so David suggests that he paint Jackie's house. Right. Random, but yeah. that's what he's going to do. He's going to paint yep. Jackie's house. At Dylan's house... Brenda and Dylan were supposed to be watching The Grapes of Wrath for school. For school. Specifically for school. For school. Yeah. And they fell asleep and they wake up at 4 a.m. Uh-oh. hmm She in trouble. So so they take her home. Dylan's whatever about it. He's like, just tell him you fell asleep. Yeah. Why doesn't Jim 
go to Dylan's house. I, yes, that is exactly what I wrote down. Like, or Jen, call. Exactly. You can't be like, oh, we were so worried. Uh. I'm like, were you really worried? Because she could have been dead in the street for four <laughs> hours and you didn't do anything except wear your sweet blue robe. Yeah. So I, I thought that was that very blue strange. Robe. But this was something that I remember specifically like asking my mom about. Like, well, why is she getting in trouble? She just fell asleep. She didn't do anything wrong on purpose. They were just watching a movie. And she was like, well, it was her responsibility to wake up. And I was like, no, I don't think so. You know, we had this whole conversation about this because I just thought clearly this was an accident. So why is Jim so hard on her? But I think episode-wise, they kind of layer that in by seeing early on that Brenda yeah. and Dylan do it not respect too many, the curfew. Too many strikes, yeah. And we know that they specifically do it on purpose. So I'm sure that Jim and Cindy are aware that this is a problem. Yeah. I used to get in trouble when I would go over to my boyfriend's house and I was supposed to like call at a certain time mm. and then I would forget. I really yeah. would forget. And But it happened like six times. And six? I mean, many, wow. many times. I would yeah. just like, it'd be, and we weren't even alone. Like we were just hanging right. out with his family. Right. But I would be like oh frick i was supposed yeah. to call an hour ago yeah and i would get in big trouble so oh. yeah it's a so real you can thing it's a real you can thing. relate yeah. all right at home so they take brenda home she tries to sneak in but of course jim is there very upset and he's like you know what that's it you're not going to mexico yeah you know he and he lets her she gets all the way up to her bedroom before he's like brenda yeah <laughs> you know so again, how worried were you there, Jim? Seems yeah. like you're just laying in bed waiting for her to show up, but okay. <laughs> so, yep, Mexico is now off the table. Yes. Next scene is at, I think it's Mel and David's house, but the, the group is counting invitations. Right. And they have, I think, 157 yeses to the mm -hmm. wedding. Yeah. Which, they they act like that's a lot, but I feel like that should be a small number for them. Well, it's, I think it's kind of, again, I mean, I don't know. But this is Jackie's fourth marriage. Yeah. And and Mel was still married as of Christmas, as you recall. Still, like, legally married as of Christmas. So it's yeah. kind of weird that they're doing, like, a big invite people wedding anyway. Yeah, I guess but, that makes sense. You know, I mean, they can do what they want. But, I, yeah, I guess I thought that was strange to begin with. So I understand why having it turn into something with, you know, upwards of 150 people would be something that they weren't too keen on. Yeah. Donna says, well, you know, one of my parents isn't coming because they won't be at the same place together. So right. <laughs> one of them will come and one of them won't. Kelly yep. is in a super bad mood in this scene. She's just mm -hmm. making snarky remarks and ends up storming out right. of the room. So then later they're trying on bridesmaids dresses at the wedding shop. And the girls are talking about Mexico. And Donna is just like, oh, just tell them you're going to Kelly's and then <laughs> go to Mexico. Yeah. Which Donna, surprised who, me that Ke that Donna's the one who came up with that plan. I know. And especially after just the episode before, where prior to finding Felice having an affair, she's very uncomfortable about, like, even being at this hotel, you know, because, like, and her lying mom didn't and... want her to go, you know. Whereas, like, how long ago was it that Kelly just completely lied to Jackie and, like, went out on the town? Yeah, that? they went to an underground Yeah, club. they went to the underground club with Emily Valentine and got coked up, yeah. Yeah, so, so it, was... it was... It was funny, but... So now Brenda has this plan in the back of her mind that that, you know, is something she could do and Kelly would cover yeah. for her. Mm -hmm. Jackie then asks Kelly to run home and pay the handyman um, because she still has to stay at the bridal store. 
More uh, like the handsy man. Uh, right? And then Kelly and Jackie have a little conversation about Kelly's attitude. J- Jackie calls her a pill, yeah. which I have to agree. <laughs> Kelly, about this everything with Mel, she has been an absolute pill about yes, it. Yes, true. So then Kelly goes home, and this is where she meets Jake, yeah. who is, you know, painting or building He's building he's, something. He's building a wedding gazebo or something. Yeah. He's now know, just he's their handy. Yeah, he's just building something. Yeah. yeah. So they have some flirty, flirty conversation and he asks her a question and then he says, sorry, if that that's, you know, too personal. And then she says, you can get personal if you want. And we've got mm-hmm. some sexy saxophone. Oh, or some, my God. Some saxophone, that, as you called it. That saxophone riff. <laughs> plays comically a lot i mean like every every time they're together you know he'll be like oh is there anything i can do for you and she'll be like maybe there is (laughs) every single time it's so funny all right next scene is at the peach pit brenda says she isn't used to lying to her parents and i put question mark i feel like she does it all the time (laughs) yeah dating dating back to the pilot where she uh she and uh, the star of grease 2 were having a clandestine affair remember that (laughs) yeah i do and uh, she says she's talking to Dylan. She says that Jim treats Brandon differently, which is true. Amen. Amen. And then she decides, you know what? I'm going whether they like it or not. So Dylan thinks she's going to just tell them, hey, I'm going. Yeah. Um, but she, that's not what she does. I, You know what? In Dylan's defense, I don't think that he would have been okay with lying to her parents. No, I don't think so either. I don't. I think he would have been like, Bren, it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, I don't. Just I don't tell think, him, Bren. I don't think that he would have been like, yeah, I'll just lie to your parents and go. So I think that's that's a point for Dylan. Yeah. The next morning, very, very, like, crack of dawn, Brenda is up. Yeah, Brenda's up packing. And Brandon comes in and is like, hey, you're going to Mexico, aren't you? And she's like, yes, and you're going to cover for me, and you're not going to tell. And he's like, all right, fine. I don't know why he gives into that, but he does. The amount of lying in this episode. It's a you lot. Know, it's it's, it's layered. one thing. It is. I mean, it's still wrong to just be misleading. But, like, every character just tells bald-faced lies, you know, just elaborate lies to Jim and Cindy in this. And I'm not – I don't like it. I'm not here for it. <laughs> So that morning at breakfast, Cindy's like, oh, wow, Brenda left early. And Brandon makes up a story about how they went to a flea market. So yeah. they had to get there early. And yep. Jim asks Brandon if he was too hard on Brenda. And Brandon's like, oh, it's fine. She'll yeah. get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At Kelly's house, Jake is back over working in the yard. Kelly brings him a drink. And he asks Kelly to help, which she's not much help because she doesn't know. Yeah what tools are yeah she wants the he asked her to uh bring him the level and she's like what's that oh yes the level yeah yeah (laughs) which comes back later it sure does (laughs) he's uh now he's building a wedding canopy so i guess are they getting married in the yard yeah okay and i guess there's gonna be 150 people in their yard Eh, it doesn't seem big enough for that but beverly hills real estate i i just i don't know yeah so they have a little conversation about how she's feeling and he he says like you need to you need to get your mind on the way things are going to be mm-hmm. so that that kind of helps her that little i was trying to decide how old jake is and i think i guess late 20s is that too old like 27 I, I don't think i would go late 20s okay 
Again, it was grainy on my end. I couldn't really tell. Yeah, I mean, I think, no, I think you're probably right that Grant Show probably was in his late 20s when this was filmed. But I think that the Melrose Gang, when it starts, is supposed to be a little bit more like 25-ish. Okay. So still, I mean, she's 17, and he's like, let's say conservatively 23, 24. Yeah. A little skeevy. A little. All right. A little. I wasn't mad about it, though. I liked, no, I liked the no, flirtiness. I know. I, I think they have really good chemistry together. Um, in fact, when uh, when they were talking about um, when the CW was rebooting both 90210 and Melrose Place and they asked Grant show if he would be willing to be on the new Melrose Place. He said that he'd only really want to do it if they could like tie it in with the 90210 so that they could explore that relationship between Jake and Kelly because he felt like it was like had potential. It was underdeveloped. And I thought that was an interesting thing to say because, you know, he's right. But like 20 years after the fact, I thought that was an interesting insight that he had. Yeah, they definitely have chemistry. They do. Yeah. Our next scene is in Mexico. Here we are. They go to Mexico. They get there. Brenda calls home. And Brandon's the one who answers and makes sure she's okay. Then she tries to talk to Cindy and Cindy's like, oh, it's fine. We don't need to talk (laughs) unless she needs to say something. Right. Yeah. And Brenda's Brenda's like, like, wow, this is easy to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They go into the motel. Dylan knows the staff. This is where Rosalita Rosalita, works. And. I guess he's been there many times because she knows him pretty well. Yeah, he makes a point of saying that he always stays in the same place when he goes down there. So he's very chummy with the staff. Then Rosalita brings up like, oh, how's that other girl you were with, Stacy? Yeah. yeah. Then... And Brenda <laughs> loses it. Oh, my word. It's she too is... much. So It is too much. It's because, way too much. Because Dylan's like, this This was at a time when we were not together. and We were on a break. <laughs> exactly. But Brenda just can't take it. And if you will remember that period, Brenda was the sole reason why they were not together. Yeah. Like Dylan did nothing at that point. Nope. He did nothing. And he was like, let's get back together. And she was like, why don't you die? You know, like she was... <laughs> It, it was nothing ambiguous about it. She was like, I want nothing to do with you. So the fact that he like dated somebody during that time. Come on, Brenda. Come on. Yeah. It, it, come on. He didn't do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. But she's like, we're leaving Mexico. Yes. Goodbye. We're not yeah. staying here. Mm-hmm. Then we have some phone calls. So Cindy yeah. calls Kelly's house and asks about the flea market. And Kelly has to play that off. Says what Kelly, that, ha- Kelly has no idea about this flea oh, market yeah, lot. Yeah. Either. She, she's just like, oh, yeah, the flea market. No, we didn't find a wedding present. Mm-hmm. So then she tells Cindy that Brenda's out picking up food and that she'll be right back. Then yeah. she, Kelly calls Mexico to tell yeah. Brenda <laughs> that she needs to call her mom. And, oh, you were out picking up Thai food, by the yeah. way. So, I mean, they they do a good job with the lying, at least. They like do. They, they yeah. cover their bases. Brenda yeah. is currently ruining everything. She's just, right. like, sitting and pouting. Yeah. And Dylan's trying to get her to, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Dylan gets a second room. He's trying to just be like, whatever, you know. But Brenda calls back Cindy and does her pathological lies to Cindy, and they have a whole conversation about that. Yeah. Uh, and then, then where do we go? Is it out to dinner yet? Or we got something before that? He Well, it goes back and forth. We go back to Kelly's house and Jake yes. is still there. Ask, he asks for a soda and asks her what she's doing home on a Saturday night. More saxophone yes. playing in this scene. And yep. Kelly invites him to stay for dinner. Yep. And then I Eating wrote, she lasagna. smells great. Did he say that she smells great? Or did she say 
Did he say no, it smells he, great? He said, okay. He she said invites something him, smells great. Yes. She invites him to stay and she's, she's getting out lasagna and in like heating it up. And he says, smells great. And she said, yeah, I love lasagna. And she, he was like, I wasn't talking about the lasagna, Ugh. which I, I, I felt like that line was as cheesy as the lasagna at that point. And so I, I didn't like that. So then they're having dinner together, Jake and Kelly, mm-hmm. and <laughs> they're talking oh about working. And Kelly says that, "Do you need someone to hold your level?" And it is very, very, very suggestive, very sexual, very. Yep. yep, she chose a very phallic tool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Jake is like, oh, well, we should convince your mom to let me build a nursery and then I could be around even longer because yeah. that'll take yeah. a while to build. And then yeah. he says, you know, you you act tough, but when the baby comes, you're going to love the baby and you're going to yeah. be, you know, all about the baby. Then someone is at the door. Who is it, Nick? Oh, it's Steve. Steve. It's Steve and all his machismo just coming in to <laughs> make Kelly basically slut shame Kelly and be basically. like, how dare you? Yeah, they're not together. Haven't been since the start of the series. Yes. Like at least two years since these two have been an item. Yeah. So he is not nice to Kelly. And then finally he he leaves. Yeah. Then Jake is going to leave and they do a little kissing. Yeah. Kelly and Jake. And then they're like, oh, I should probably go. And he's like, yeah, definitely. And they make out some more. Yeah. And then they pull away and Jake's like, okay, okay. All right. Bye. I got to go. Gotta go. Yep. Which I thought was a very good scene. I, I would say that of all the people that Kelly has been paired with so far, her chemistry with Jake is like 10 times anybody yes, else. They definitely have. Wouldn't you say? Yes, they have. Great They're chemistry. very good together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Back <laughs> in Mexico, Dylan convinced uh, Brenda after he got separate rooms. He's like, we need to eat. You're not going to go eat by yourself, so let's just go eat dinner. So they go to a restaurant, and they're eating. Brenda is still mad at him until a guy comes over and, like, plays guitar and sings to them while they're eating. This yeah. tickles them, and they start they're, laughing. They are delighted by these yes. by these uh, singers and, and musicians. And then Dylan starts singing, yeah. funnily, in, in Spanish. Yeah. And just like that, Nick... All is forgiven. All They're is forgiven. They're both like, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. And everything is fine. Yep. They're dancing. They're doing exaggerating dance moves on the floor. They're having a grand Oh, my time. word. So much dancing. Well, that's yep. a little later, actually. We go okay. to the peach pit first. Steve comes in. He orders two milkshakes to drown his sorrows in about <laughs> Kelly. And he's yep. he's upset. He's like, Kelly used to let me sneak, sneak me into her room. And now she won't even let me in the house. Yep. And Brandon's like, move on. Stop yep. being hung up on Kelly. I know. I know. <laughs> and Steve's like, I can't. He's the voice of I'm still in love with Kelly. Which is kind of a, re- I mean, it's kind of a reveal. Yeah. I, I mean, he hasn't said that out loud. I don't think he's, yeah. I mean, we've known that he's like infatuated with her and like still has a thing for her, but that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah, it is. Back at Kelly's house, Mel and Jackie come home from Lamaze. I guess that's where they were, a Lamaze class. Yes. And Kelly is is happy and smiley, which makes Jackie happy that Kelly is finally happy. And mm-hmm. they hug. And when they hug, Kelly feels the baby kick, uh, which also makes her happy. Yep. So Kelly's in a better mood now. 
She is. Back in Mexico, this is where all the dancing is. Funny dancing. Funny dance moves from both yep. of them. I so think. funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brenda says she wants to dance all night, and Dylan says, well, not all night. So, and then the next yep. morning, <laughs> they went, they go surfing. So much kissing. Hardcore yeah. kissing. And, oh, yes. And then they, they have to go home. Adios, Mexico, is what Brenda Bye-bye. says. Bye-bye. Yeah. So then they're going through customs. And this whole episode, I was thinking, like, does she, does she need a passport? Like, do we have to? I know. Like, I know. Figure that out? No, I thought it was just going to be like a oh, it's a TV thing. They go to Mexico. It's fine. I really thought they were going to get away with this trip. Like they were going to yeah. get away with it because of all the lines. Certainly heading that way. Yeah, but, and then maybe maybe they maybe they get away with it, but they have to deal with the aftermath. You know. Yeah. Nick, but, in the nineties, did you just yes. drive through customs and they only checked certain cars? Because that you know, seems to be what's happening here. First of all, uh, thank you for acknowledging that that's just a fact that I would know. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was that was like definitely true going through like Canada or something. I would have to imagine that Mexico would be maybe a little bit more strict. But I think that's also typically the way it goes, too. Like you can drive into Mexico or into Canada without much or used to without much scrutiny, but coming back in was always the more difficult of the two. So I think it does make sense that they'd be able to go one way and not necessarily the other. Well, I mean, now you can get into Canada without a passport, but you can't get back without a passport. Yeah. Well, remember, I mean, I know Havana is in Cuba, but remember they, they, in Guys and Dolls, they go to Havana. They just like hop over for right. a day so anyway yeah, so yeah. brenda's worried because they've they've asked them to pull over and dylan's just like oh it's just a random check it's fine and dylan gives his id and then they ask for brenda's id she doesn't have one because the robber stole her driver's license and she hasn't nice gotten bit a new of continuity one there yes I had to say. and she doesn't have anything she didn't bring mm-hmm. a single bit of yeah, id that's... Here's I think here's where you got to remember, though. She is a child, you know, like she only but you, Dylan she, goes to Mexico all the time. They wouldn't know he wouldn't have been like, hey, make sure you bring something with yeah, your face on it. I think that Dylan just knows. And so he didn't really think to tell her. And I think Brenda's only had her driver's license for a handful of months. And so it's just like having ID on her is not something that she thinks of. So it, I thought it made sense. It's stupid, but I thought it made sense. Yeah, well. The the customs agent is like, well, okay, we'll just call your parents and they'll bring down your birth certificate and it'll be pretty fine. nice customs agent. I thought. The nicest customs agent ever. <laughs> they are not that nice. Yeah, well, he's I've not had to go anymore, through customs several times and they mm-hmm. are not that nice. Um, but <laughs> so they try and reason with him, but he's like, sorry, like you can't you can't come in the country. <laughs> Yep. So they that that's the end of the episode. Dylan's like, well, we've got to call your dad. Bum, 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 bum. Love be, a good cliffhanger. It doesn't it doesn't say to be continued, but it might as well, because uh, we're, we're going to continue right on with this storyline in the season finale. Kendra, did you like the episode? I liked this episode better than the, the rainy day episode. <laughs> oh, did you? You weren't. It wasn't high on your list. No, I like it. Okay. I I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia, like I said, attached to this one because this is one that I remember. It's just locked in my brain from like when I was a little kid watching this. And I mean, obviously, it's really crucial for the, the I feel like the franchise as a whole because it's the start of uh, Melrose Place, essentially. And a lot of things are coming to head here um, 
in this episode. So yeah, I, I think it's a good episode overall. I mean, I like the Kelly think- and Jake dynamic. Me too. I liked them together. Yeah. I I always like you know Brenda and Dylan, though I hated Brenda's reaction. The fight. Yeah, I that too. that just made me annoyed. But I don't think that was out of character for Brenda either. Yeah, that's so, true. What are you that's what was true. your 90210 snap moment? My O snap, I think, was when Jake and Kelly kiss. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. I think mine would probably be when when Rosita, Rosalita um, outs the dinner oh, yeah. in there with another girl. <laughs> and Brenda's like, <gasps> like, that whole scene was very, like, you could have shot that like a soap opera very easily. Yeah, so definitely. That's probably the one for me. That's my 90210 snap. And as I said, I think the episode holds up well overall. I think so, too. Uh, it's it's exciting, Kendra. Here we are at the end of the season. <gasps> We're did doing you, did it. Did you ever think we'd be here? I know. I, I know. I We're did. Almost, you know, I believed the whole time. Season's down. Next week, we're going to be discussing episode 228, Wedding Bell Blues. Plus, we're going to do a season two recap, and we're going to have a handful of special guests. Yes! Our our podcast compatriots, uh, Hillary and Eric, who uh, are, one, married to us, and two, are the hosts of Previously on X-Men, are going to join us for this final episode, uh, thanks to Kendra's quick thinking to, to set up this little crossover. Yes. And much like Kendra and I, Hillary has seen every episode of Not O2NO in Melrose Place. Eric has seen nothing. None. But he's so, going to watch this episode yes. with us. And he's been listening to the podcast as well. So it's funny to talk about it with him because he only knows the characters through this yeah. podcast. <laughs> doesn't doesn't know. He doesn't know what they look like. He doesn't like. If you showed him a picture and was like, is this Brandon, Steve, or Dylan? He'd be like, well, I don't know. I don't know. You know? But um, yeah, for, yeah, for Eric, Not O2NO is basically an audio drama that he hears Kendra and I tell on a weekly basis. So it'll be it'll be fun to have their perspective actually watching the episode. And they're going to have to listen to this episode first because a lot of what's happened uh, in in the finale, or a lot of what happens in the finale has been set up by this episode. So it's pretty crucial. A uh, little bit of a one-two here. So we're going to do that, and we're going to talk all about season two as a whole. So be thinking, listeners, about favorite episodes, favorite characters, uh, least favorite episodes and any other thoughts you have about season two. Yes. I'm so excited. Uh, and and then after that, as we mentioned, we're going to be going into some bold new territory, looking at some Melrose place uh, to follow the Kelly storyline for a while, uh, getting into season three, covering one of the original novels. So it's exciting times coming up here in 902. And here we go. You feel good about that, Kendra? I do. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And, and in the spirit of that, Kendra, I would like to hearken back to the 902. And here we go. <laughs> 